This is the Morning Sports Desk for Wednesday, September 13th. Corey, you had some high school volleyball on the air last night over on the Superstation. A bit of a Highway 71 rivalry. It sounded like it was a uh, pretty fun game last night. Uh, Yeah, it ended up going five. Um, Park Rapids area uh, won the first two sets, 25-23 over Sabika. Same score for uh, for the first two sets. Uh, the Trojans had a nice comeback victory in the third set, 25-21. And then in the fourth set, it just went absolutely haywire. Sabika dominated at 25-9. Mm-hmm. And um, you just thought, well, this is over. <laughs> uh, you know, you can't just win the fourth set like that and then... And and you just have all the momentum. And I talked with uh, Park Rapids coach Alicia Norby before the match, and said one of the things we've struggled with a little bit is is some confidence. Yeah. Matches have been there for us. We played okay at times, but it gets to that like twenty to you know around twenty points, and if we have the lead, it kind of spirals, and we 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 find a way to lose or we just don't believe we can win right now. And, um, you could just kind of see it happening as, as the match was going along. You're like, Oh no, Sabika dominates that fourth set. And then, um, and then Park Rapidary pulls it out in the fifth, 15 to 11. So it was, I would, I would not say it was a back and forth match. It was just Park Rapidary found a way to win the first couple Sabika found a way to win the next couple, and and then the Panthers end up taking it in the fifth. So uh, the Panthers get their first win of the season, and I believe they play in a Walker Hackensack Akeley tournament uh, this weekend. Sabika they were under five hundred, four and five, I think now four and six um, uh, overall for the for the Trojans. So it was fun. I don't see a ton of five setters. Yeah, and um, um, and there's a is a funny moment that happens in in volleyball in particular, and that is, um, let's see, what's the best way to say this? You if it's if it goes two zero, yeah, you just kind of you, you can kind of just feel the energy in the room, be like, all right, let's just get this thing over with so we can all get out of here. Mm-hmm. And then once the other team wins the third, it's an automatic. Let's just go to five. Let's yeah. make this exciting. And Dan said it this morning too. And and it re- those fifth sets are dynamite, incredible. Like the, the energy in them, and like every point seems just catastrophically important. Like if it gets to four zero in the fifth set, it, there's it a good chance feels it's done. over. <laughs> it's not. You see plenty, plenty that come back from it, but. Um, Five set five setters, man, are a good time. They're they're fun. And uh I mean I had one last week with Wadena Deer Creek and DGF. You had one obviously last night in Park Rapidsary and Sabika. They're they're just fun. I mean, they're fun to be a fan of, but to call, I mean that's uh like you just gotta remind everybody, like this is a it's not a it's not a marathon anymore. It's a sprint to fifteen. So any type of run that a team goes on is one, very important for them and on the flip side, very detrimental to the other side. It's it's <laughs> yeah. crazy uh, how back and forth that goes. It's really 
really fun to call. Like you just kind of feel that momentum building and, and all that. So it's been really fun, especially my first year calling volleyball, Corey. I think uh, I had every single set that I, or every single match I called in the regular season ended in three sets. It didn't matter who won. That's right. Every single that. one was three sets, which like, you know, in terms of like efficiency, I was home, you know, maybe like an hour early most days. So that was kind of <laughs> cool. But outside right. of that, like, it was like, oh man, I hadn't really gotten like a good, like, you know, five set man. And then, uh, playoffs came and there were a couple good ones. Uh, I remember one between Henning and Breckenridge that went to five sets and sure. it, it, one of the sets ended like 32 to 30 or something like that. Insane. Right, Mark. So, like, I got my fill of it, but yeah, I mean, in the regular season, if sets go three nothing, like it's fine, but you'd like to see a little more action packed, and then you get that uh, in a five setter, uh, and no matter who the teams are, no matter where it's at, by the fifth set, like you said, everybody's kind of into it. Everybody understands how uh, important it is and how fun it can be. So, right, yeah, no fun, fun night last night in Park Rapids. Definitely, definitely. Uh, so let's shift gears here to the Twins and with. Uh, Minnesota, talk about uh, atmospheres. Yesterday felt kind of like a playoff atmosphere, not necessarily in terms of the ballpark because it was a Tuesday night, uh, school night thing. The weather's getting a little chillier, uh, so the crowd wasn't necessarily packed at Target Field, but yep. it was a playoff vibe in terms of the Twins and the Rays were squaring off again. Um, both these two teams could meet at some point in the playoffs, like both of them will be in the postseason. Uh, right. So... All right, here we go. Former twin, as we talked about yesterday, Corey Sacklatell was efficient. Like he was, he's like a Joe Ryan guy in the sense he's going to throw a lot of fastballs. He's going to throw them a lot over the plate. So the Twins' game plan was obviously to like swing early and swing often. And yep. if you're like, that's great when you're attacking. It's bad when you can't get good wood on the ball because then what you do is you. Uh, make it really easy for the pitcher to go six innings of only throwing like 65 pitches, which is what Zach Littell did yesterday. And right. it, it was a, his only mistake was a home run by Ed Julian. Uh, and the Rays were leading 2-1 in the bottom of the seventh inning. Kepler gets a little bloop single. And you know what they call, you know what's a, a fun term to call rallies, Corey? No. Uh, you never heard of bloop and a blast? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. So Kepler got the bloop, and Willie Castro got the blast. Uh, he had a two-run home run above the out-of-town scoreboard in right center field, and the Twins end up hanging on to win 3-2. to two. It had a playoff atmosphere because it's low scoring. The weather's cold. There was good pitching. Joe Ryan went four innings uh, with two earned runs. Louis Varlin came in, pitched, uh, I believe, at least two innings, gave up no earned runs. Caleb Thielbar came in, had a shutout inning. Griffin, uh, uh, excuse me, Duran came in, had a shutout inning. Like, the Twins' bullpen was lights out when they came in. Uh, and just the way that Baldelli handled the game, a little bit because Joe Ryan wasn't particularly sharp yesterday. He was fine, but wasn't, you know, Tampa Bay's a good lineup. He just wasn't quite putting them away as easily. Right. So it felt like a playoff game of, all right, Ryan, you gave us four, four and two-thirds good innings. All right, Louis Varlin's coming in out of the pen. He's going to pitch us a couple innings. And now, even though we didn't get that long start from the starter, we still have a guy in Varland who could come in, give us a few good innings, and now it still sets up our bullpen 7-8-9 in the way we want to. And Duran right. came in, got the save with ease, and the Twins were able to win a playoff type game three to two uh and get their first win over tampa bay this season so they go for the rubber match today uh 
can't even a uh, Dallas Keuchel's on the bump for the Twins. So sure, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, he's been pitching better than I thought he would be in a Twins uniform. But overall, it's a good win. The Twins considerably have, better, right? Yeah, considerably better than I thought, especially after he got rocked in Philadelphia. Dallas Keuchel, I thought it was over for him, and then he almost no hits the Pirates, and then. Right. And then all of his pitch very competently since. That's probably the best way to put it. Uh, but Yeah, the, totally. The Twins magic number is down to 10, Corey. We're down to Tom Kelly. Yeah, man, it's awesome. Like, it's uh, uh, Cleveland did win, mm-hmm. and, and the, the margin, I guess, stays the same. But like you said, any combination of Twins wins and Cleveland losses is what subtracts from that magic number. So... Just keep winning ball games. Who cares? Exactly, and it's really interesting uh, with the Twins because again, they could they could easily if, if everything goes right. So if the Twins win their next five, Cleveland loses five in a row. The Twins clinch the division by Sunday, which would be which would that would, be amazing? They'd have t- almost two whole weeks to just sit on their hands, and basically what which means that the Twins have kind of did that in a way. Like, you saw that on Monday when they brought in Brent Hedrick, Dylan Floro, and Josh Winder uh, after the start by Sonny Grading go very long. Like, Rocco proverbially waved the white flag a little bit in the start. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to use my back end of the bullpen, like, very low leverage guys. And they got rocked a little bit, but Rocco's like, eh, whatever. Because if you notice, like, Duran had that stretch in late July where he pitched a lot. And then he had a stretch in early August where he was not effective at all. And everybody's really concerned about Duran. Turns out the Twins were probably leaning on him a little bit too much because when your bullpen's not very good, you have to rely on uh, Duran, Pagan, and Thielbar so much to where you also kind of are drawing that line of like uh, overusing them, but also you need to use them because you need to like make sure you can hold on to win the ball game because the other Twins relievers have been so ineffective. So now they have a really good shot at this point in the season to kind of say, we're going to win the Central. We're going to get that three seed. We're locked into that. And if we only win 85 games, who cares? Like we're not going to get extra points for winning 88 games necessarily people are still going to call us a fraud division winner anyways who cares let's just make sure if we lose a couple games because we have to pitch you know uh i don't know if we have to pitch dylan flora who's not been good for the twins if we have to pitch him in a couple games in a couple important spots that's fine and if we lose that's fine because we're going to hang on and win the central cleveland is not mounting a comeback they're falling apart and also you can rest Duran, you can rest Pagan, you can like you can, not that you're going to necessarily bench them, but you're going to allow them to like kind of like the how the Twins treated Buxton last year with injuries like this is your designated like rest day or you, these next two days are designated like you're not pitching at all, doesn't matter what the situation and it allows you to kind of test out Cody Funderburk, a young reliever who they just called up a couple weeks ago. It allows them to get uh, Brock Stewart who is uh, coming back from injury one of the Twins' better relievers in the first half of the season. He's uh, expected to come back within the next 10 days. He's rehabbing in St. Paul right now, which would be a big addition for the Twins' bullpen. It allows you to kind of see what you have in some of these other guys to see if they can actually do anything for you in the postseason while also uh, getting, I'm going to say, like tactical rest for some of your bullpen guys that are going to be important because you're really going to need to lean on them in October. Can I go back to the uh, Duran thing for yeah. a second? Yeah. Remember when they were playing the Mets 
and Mets TV showed that awesome intro, and it kind of went viral on social media of uh-huh. of look at what the Twins do when they bring Duran into the ball game and how important he is to them and how big of a deal it is. Like this dude is awesome, and everybody here in Minnesota knows it. We want to show the Mets world uh-huh. what they do with this guy. And there's this awesome, awesome intro. The lights go down. Everybody the turns the flashlights plays. on on their phones and starts waving. Turn on the flames. Come on the video board. It's this awesome intro, and my social medias were filled with why did it take until September and Mets TV to show us what Bally should have been showing us for I don't know how long's the season been at this point six uh, months or something like that. Exactly. And what a what a joke! Just uh, I, I am completely derailing all the points you made. No, that's make, fine. Let's talk to about make this. a point about just another reason to burn Bally to the ground. And Bally will be burned to the ground. The Twins will not be on Bally Sports North next year, which will be good. But yeah, you're right. Yohan Duran's been doing this intro all season long. The Twins have their big new video boards. They have everything around the stadium, and it all like is synced together. And like these flames come up, and it's, it's like so cool. It's like you know, like John Smoltz when he was a closer would run out to Thunderstruck or whatever, or they'd have the bells ringing when Trevor Hoffman would come out. And it's yes. this, it's like a walk-up song for a hitter. It's this sign to whoever is going to come up to the plate that this guy means business, and like it's over. Like the the yeah. game is over for your team. You're it's done. like a walk-up song, but it's almost like. It's like you hear the Jim death. Ross saying, "By God, that's gold. That's the Undertaker's music. Like right. it's WWE level entertainment stuff. It is so cool, and it's really and fun. it bums me out. I have not had a chance to go to a Twins game this year, and probably won't. I didn't know that existed. I didn't know the Twins loved Durant. Like that's a thing that the organization and its TV partner should be." That's got to be on, man. You got to put that on TV for everyone to see. It's so neat. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I saw it in April. Now it was during a day game, so it wasn't necessarily the same impact as like a night game when when you shut the lights off and it gets dark and the video feels a little brighter and the flashlights mean a lot more. But it's still cool. It's it's awesome to see in person. It's it's breathtaking. And Bally did show it yesterday. They did. They must have heard the pressure. But you know what they did? They played it side by side with an Arby's ad. Oh, yeah, cool. They did, like, the split screen, you know, and they, like, side-by-side with an Arby's ad. Great. Great job, everybody. as a Twins fan, what would you rather have, the the magic number down to 10 or a roast beef and cheddar with some curly fries? In an ideal world, I'd like to have both, you know? Well, shout-out Bally. They gave you both. All right. (laughs) Uh, Well, you know, I actually have They have have the meats. And Duran's got the heats. I don't know what else. You, uh, you can't ask for anything more than that, you know? Print the shirts, Corey. <laughs> print the shirts. I mean, it's just, it's it's really indicative of just what Bally. Now, I don't know if it's a Bally corporate decision or if it's whoever's just producing in the truck, but still, it's it's just one of those things where it's like, could they put in a little more effort? Like, just a little bit? Nope. Why would you? Why would you? Why would you? <laughs> why would you? Um, I got to go. But let's just plan ahead for tomorrow. Vikings play tomorrow night already. Uh-huh. Short week for them. We got probably a lot of Vikings discussion tomorrow because we'll have a lot. We've of, got yeah. some injuries mounting. We've got on the road at Philadelphia. There's is there anything at stake? What is it? I, I'm looking forward to a Vikings conversation tomorrow. Listen to the morning sports desk tomorrow for all of that. 
This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Wednesday, September 13th.